opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Hello, everyone, and welcome to It's Electric, our first get-together in the new year, 2021. And we're all going to hope that it's better than last year, although we had some good It's Electric sessions last year. And thanks to Cindy and all the folks at ACB Radio and all the other people who learned to be hosts, everyone who's made these community calls possible. I think it's awesome. And I think a lot of us have made new friends and uh, learned new things and just had lots of fun doing it. So that's a positive for last year. I always like to take the positive slant when possible. And one thing I thought we would do tonight is see if anyone got any small kitchen appliances for Christmas. I happen to know that at least two or three people who are on the call tonight did, and then see if you have any questions. And I know, Beth, do you want to go first? I know you have had a great question, so you want to ask? Beth, you're muted. <coughs> oh. No. Beth, she, can you unmute? Is she still with us? It, she's there. She's just not okay. unmuted. Maybe she's doing something else if you want to. Okay. All right. Well, I think then, Cheryl, Cheryl had a question too, didn't she? Uh, yeah, Cheryl had a question and Haley had a question, I believe. Cheryl, so, if you want to unmute and ask your question. I'm sorry. I don't think I had a question. Not yet. I'll think uh, of one though. Okay. okay. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. If you can think I'll of one, thinking. that'd be great. Okay. okay. I'll think of one. If I had one, it's gone. So. <laughs> Well, this is Haley. I'll ask my question. All right, go ahead, Haley. So I can start my dinner. Yes. <laughs> um, talk about doing it while we're while we're talking. Um, so I did get the instant pot for Christmas. Um, it was funny because my husband got it a couple of weeks before Christmas and it was uh -huh. sitting in my living room. I kept <laughs> finding this box and wondered what it was. And my mom's like, you do know David hasn't wrapped your present. It's been sitting there for two weeks. I'm like, oh, <laughs> that's what, I guess that's the beauty of having a blind wife, right? Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> so anyway, so I got it. I actually got the Wi-Fi one. Okay. That was probably partly like for him because he's a, that kind of junkie, right? So uh, right. when I... And I and I've sort of played around, and I made Mexican rice and chicken, uh, Mexican chicken and rice this week, and it turned out good. I would season the chicken more probably, but when I put the lid on and it beeps at me to tell me it's right, it's on. Then I turn the little valve to to seal. Mm -hmm. The next thing I do is I push the pressure cook button. Yes. Can I immediately like if it says pressure cook, say still cut oats, and it says four minutes. <clears throat> As, as soon as I push the pressure cook, do I then just put, put in the four minutes and it'll automatically start? No, you either... Okay, first of all, you have to know where it is now. And I don't know as much about the Wi-Fi pot just because I don't have one. But the way you set it when you're doing that is after you push pressure cook, Yep. Then you either have to push plus or minus to get up or down to the 
time you want. Like if the last thing you cooked, you cooked, <clears throat> excuse me, for 10 minutes, then you'd have to push minus six times to get down to four minutes. Gotcha. But if you're like me and you don't remember what you cooked last or how long you cooked it, you may have to look in your manual for this. But each model has a way that you can make it go back to the default setting. For example, I have the Instant Pot Duo. And for the Duo, anytime I plug it in, I push and hold the cancel button for about a count of 10 seconds. And then it goes beep, beep. And that means it's back to the to zero. Well, no, it's not back to zero. It's back to the default. So, for example, okay. on the duo for pressure cook, the default is 35 minutes. Mm, okay. So then I have to push minus. And what I do is I just count up one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13. And it beeps each right. time until I get up to uh, 31 if I want to only cook it for five minutes. And then I stop, and about three seconds later, it'll go beep, 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 and then okay. it'll start building the pressure. So okay, that's okay. how you do it. If you were trying to put in digits for the time, uh, unless yours is different than mine, that's not how you do it. But what you okay. might want to do is either if your husband has enough vision to read the manual to you, have him look it up in the manual or else you can probably download the manual or not download it, but you can go to the manual online. And what I do is I have a, a Victor reader stream. And so yep. when I find a manual for one of my appliances, I record it with my Victor reader stream and that oh, that's a good idea. refer back to it. So, okay. So, so then when my, when my food is <clears throat> done, it's going to naturally release that steam unless I turn the knob to, for me to release it, correct? Okay. No. If you no. leave it alone, it will naturally release. Once it's yes. built up the pressure and the time is up, okay. then it quits holding that pressure and naturally releases. You, if, now, if you want to quick release, that's when you move that knob or push the button, whatever your Perfect. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, well, I'm going to try. I'm like I said, I'm making tomato soup tonight. So we'll QR, see. QR, yeah. QR or quick release means you move the knob. Okay. NPR or NR, natural pressure release or natural release, it does it on its own on its after own. it's okay. finished the time. And sometimes you have what's called a controlled quick release, which let's say that you have made something that's real saucy and when you start to release the pressure you're afraid that it's going to spew all over the place mm -hmm. you can just if you have the knob that you can move you can just move it a little bit so it'll go and it's gotcha yes okay until it's released some of that pressure and then you can move it fully to quick release and let it finish releasing okay Some i'm people, determined i'm very serious about this so I, well I'm, that's I'm, good i'm, I'm, I'm glad to do see it. it it makes me happy <laughs> I'm going to do it. Right. Wonderful. All right. All right. Thank you for encouraging me. And, oh, and, sure. Uh, Enjoy your Being tomato. a place to come for questions. Yeah. Okay. Is that in the Instapot or the, the electric pressure That's the Instant Pot. So, Beth, you're with us now. Oh, Yay. Cool. Okay. So, Beth, ask your question if you would. Yeah, I had to, I had to go get something. I'm sorry. I, I didn't That's mean right. to do that. That's fine. Uh, <clears throat> Okay, I was going to ask, what is the difference between 
the actual Insta pot and and the uh, a crock pot and also over here at our Walmart they have told me that the crock pot the uh, excuse me the Insta pot doesn't come any smaller than like five quarts and you were saying that it does. I have good news for you, Beth. Okay, so the Instant Pot comes, you can get some models, not all models, but some of the models you can get in a three-quart size, which is actually wonderful if you're just cooking for one or two people. I have a three-quart and a six-quart, and I use my six-quart like if I'm making a big pot of soup or something like that. But more often than not, if I can get by with it, I just use my three-quart. It's cute, and it's perfect. And even then, and my husband and I are both pretty hearty eaters, we can generally get two meals out of whatever I cook. And I'm not talking just one time a helping for him and a helping for me. We each get two helpings of whatever I fix in my three-quart Instant Pot assuming that the recipe makes that much. So there is a three quart for you, Beth, if you can get it. And you, I don't know if you ever order from Amazon. Um, no, I can't order online. I, I don't, we don't have a computer. My, uh, my kid's father doesn't know how to use one. He doesn't read English. And um, I, uh, oh, I haven't been able to get one. I'm, okay. I'm working on it somehow. Well, I don't know where you live, but um, if you live in a city, New Mexico, New Mexico, okay. If you and if, I live in a, t- a little rural town, a little like rural town, okay. Um, and sometimes Walmart can order things for you. You might see if they could do that, but um, or you could prob you could maybe if you have like a, a charge card that you could use or a debit card, you could call Instant Pot directly maybe and order from them. Um, but uh, Instant Pot, the newest one is the newest three quart model is the Instant Pot Duo Nova. And the nice thing about that one is when you put it on high pressure, you don't even have to worry about moving that little knob to ceiling. It automatically does it for you. So either the Instant Pot Duo or the Instant Pot Duo Nova would be my recommendation, but you can get it in a three-quart. Now, though you've already told me, I don't know whether the kid's dad lives with you or not, but if he does, and I don't know how many kids you have, you might want to get a six quart because... No, they're all grown. Oh, they're all grown. Oh, well, I would have had no idea you were that old, girl. All right. right. And I might get one, I might get a six quart if they come to visit, you know what I'm... Yes. Mm -hmm. But, but yeah, you can get a three quart. Um, I don't know whether Walmart has them and the little Walmart in your little town may not, but they are available. So hopefully that helps. Okay, so the difference between an instant pot and a crock pot. A crock pot, um, it has a base just like the instant pot has a base. Most, but not all crock pots or slow cookers are oval crock pot is actually a brand name of a slow cooker just like an instant pot right. is a brand name of what's called a multi cooker with a pressure cook function so the the slow cooker cooks much more slowly but the interesting thing about it is you have a stoneware inside part and then the base has the heating element that goes around the sides 
of that stoneware and so it cooks from the sides in now your instant pot has a slow cooker function on it however i have never used mine as a slow cooker and those most people who have have not been pleased with it and then recently i was looking at some reviews and of all the multi cookers that are out there evidently the instant pot is one of the worst at slow cooking but it also slow cooks differently instead of cooking from around the sides the instant pot cooks from the bottom and for anyone who has an instant pot when you take the liner or the inside out and you reach down there you have this big round disc and then it has a little thing in the middle that can go up and down i think that has something to do with the pressurizing but um so so it cooks from that it's that part that gets hot and your slow cooker it gets hot around the sides on the inside of the base so they actually cook in different ways but when you cook anything on under pressure then sometimes instead of stirring things together you just layer them but when you cook them under pressure that pressure sh seems to infuse all the flavors together and then when it's done you oh. just mix everything up and also most of the time you don't put any dairy in something that you're going to pressure cook until after you've done the main cooking. And then you um, stir in your cheese. Like if you're doing macaroni and cheese, you stir in the cheese and maybe a little milk or cream and, and let it get melty and hot and yummy. And then you eat it. But um, And a couple of other things while I'm talking about macaroni and cheese and such, when you cook pasta or rice in the instant pot you don't use near as much liquid as you would on the stove you just use um, for pasta if you're making two cups of pasta you use two cups of water or broth and when you're making rice if you're making you know one cup of uncooked rice then you would add one to one and a fourth cups i like to add that extra fourth cup of water i think that makes it just a little more fluffy and yummy and um, that's how you do it um, whenever you're cooking something in the instant pot you want your thinnest liquid to be at the bottom because if you have thicker liquids at the bottom it's possible that they could try to stick and if stuff it's, if things are stuck to the bottom of the liner you will get what's called the burn notice and most of us try to avoid that i have gotten it with my chili the first time i made it. i did that last week with my first attempt i got the burn food and and everybody's gonna what is the burn what is the burn notice the burn notice um, around the time when it's going up to pressure or has just gotten there, it will do, I think it's five beeps, and they're a little lower pitched than the regular beeps that you normally hear. And what that means is that either something is stuck to the bottom and you don't want that to be the case, or you don't have enough liquid in there Um those are generally the main things that'll cause the burn signal. So a lot of times, like it has a saute feature on it. So if I'm going to make spaghetti, for example, or chili, whatever, I'm going to brown my meat in there and 
hopefully nothing is going to stick to the bottom. But when I add the first bit of my liquid, let's say that I'm adding some water or some broth, then I'm going to stir and I'm going to make sure it's called deglazing. I'm going to deglaze the bottom of the pot, make sure that nothing is stuck to the bottom. And then my thicker liquids like tomato sauce or something like that, I'm going to put those on top. And once I add those, I'm not going to stir because if I stir it in, then I'm going to be thickening up that liquid that's at the bottom. So in order for it to not burn and to make the steam, you want to have your thinnest liquids at the bottom. Also, something I have learned, I hope I'm not throwing too much at y'all at once, but if you preheat your liner, if you're going to saute something, turn it on saute, preheat your liner for two or three minutes, add a little oil, let that get hot. And then I just kind of lift the base up. I mean, lift the liner up slightly and kind of swirl it around so that oil covers everything. Let that oil get hot and then start sauteing whatever you're going to saute, you're much less likely to have anything stick if you do that. And somebody told me that on a YouTube and I had to try it for myself and it really worked. It's rare that I have anything stick now. So, but you want to have your thinnest liquid at the bottom. And then, you know, there are certain things that you're going to layer because you don't want the thicker things at the bottom. Like if you're using cream of mushroom soup in your recipe, you don't want that at the bottom. You want that on or near the top. So there, that was a lot of stuff, huh, guys? Whew, sorry. Yeah. yeah, but it's very interesting and informative. Well, yeah, and and I'll have to tell y'all, and I've probably told you this before, but when I started learning how to use the Instant Pot, I got my best teaching and my best learning or, you know, my best tips and recipes and all that from some people that have YouTube channels and they do a great job. I don't know whether any of you have been to some of the YouTube channels that I've mentioned, but um, there, there are certain people who are very good about telling you exactly what they're doing, how much of what they're putting in. Like they don't just say, okay, now I'm going to add some ketchup. They'll say, now I'm adding one fourth cup of ketchup. And I'm going, yeah, there you go. But then there are some who will just say, and I have the recipe at the bottom of the, you know, if you look at the bottom, you can see the recipe. Well, no, I can't. So anyway, miracles aren't happening today. But anyway, um, so there are people that do a great job on the YouTube channels. Have any of you gone to the YouTube channels for Instant Pot? This is Linda. I have done quite a little bit of research, and Six Sisters is one of the places I've been looking. Yes, that's one of my favorites. Okay. And don't they do a good job? I think so. Yeah. Uh, and do. You, do ha you do have a hand up when you're ready for it. Oh, okay. Great. Well, let's... Who is it? Cheryl. Go ahead. All right. Cheryl, Cheryl does have a question or a comment. Yeah, I was, stand I was sitting here pondering away. <laughs> I got to come. <laughs> no, actually, you know... Um, <clears throat> The air fryer, right? Um, now it comes with a little rack. Mm -hmm. So you can, that, when you talk about liners and things for the other, you know, the instant pot, can it does can you get other pans and other racks for these air fryers? Uh, for the air fryer, you can get accessory kits, and for the instant pot, you can get accessory kits. 
Um, One thing that some people recommend is instead of buying the accessory kits is to look for the individual items and buy those, especially for the Instant Pot. Um, Mm -hmm. Some of the accessories that I have for my Instant Pot, and some of them I have for both my three-quart and my six-quart, I have stacking pans. And usually on those, I only use one at a time. But if I wanted to use two, I have two. Um, I have a couple of racks, uh, racks or trivets um, that have handles. The three-quart trivet doesn't have handles, so you have to make an aluminum foil sling is what they call it Mm. if you're going to use that. But um, I have uh, these egg bite molds. I don't know if any of you are... um, Starbucks fans I'm not (laughs) so so sorry if you are but evidently (laughs) they make something called egg bites and uh, you can make egg bites at home and uh, these egg bite molds sometimes they're called egg bite molds Uh, one set that I got they were actually called baby food molds Um, but they're just like little silicone holders Um, they they're round, and I think they usually have seven little cups or seven little cavities. And you make up your egg mixture and put it in there, and then you top it off with maybe a little cheese and some ham or crumbled bacon. And the ones I have have a silicone lid. If they don't have a lid, you can put aluminum foil over them because you don't want to add more liquid from the steam to your eggs, but then you set the egg mold or the egg molds. You can stack them on a liner, um, in your liner on the trivet or the rack. And um, then after it comes to pressure, let it cook for eight minutes. Then I've seen some that say quick release. I've seen others that say, let it naturally release for five minutes. So it kind of depends on how well done probably you like your eggs. Um, But right here together, right here, I have a recipe for instant pot egg bites. And it says to mix six eggs, one half cup water, salt and pepper to taste, one half cup shredded cheddar cheese, And then what you would do is you put one cup of water in the liner, then you'd add your trivet, and then you would fill your egg bite molds with the mixture about half full. And then if you want to top it off with more cheese or some diced ham or some bacon or a little chopped onion, whatever you want, do that, cover it, and cook on under high pressure for eight minutes. And this one says to naturally release for five minutes and then quick release. And it is helpful if you spray your molds before you add your egg mixture. So that's how you make egg bites. But that's one of the um, accessories you can get. Um, For my air fryer, um, I don't have many accessories for that. I think I have an extra little basket thing and I have some skewers that are supposed to be safe in it and another rack that I was able to use with my standalone air fryer but now I have the air fryer oven so 
I don't know if I can use that little thing. I think it was so you could make layers of, of things instead of just having one layer. But you can. I'm thinking yeah. like the layers would be good for the dehydrating, dehydration. Yeah, I'll bet it would, Cheryl. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so, um, can you bake in your, like make a cake in these air fryers? You can make a cake in the air. Well, I don't know about the straight air fryer. You'd have to look at your manual. I know in the air fryer oven. Um, right. Okay. Yeah, I have all different other things on it. This, but it's just this little thing with a basket. You know, it's got a basket. So as long as whatever you're baking it in fits, you probably yeah. could. And you can also bake in the Instant Pot. Yeah, I don't have one of those. I use a regular crock pot, but that's okay. Yeah. Well, you can bake in the crock pot too, girls and boys. I know. I know. Yeah, yeah. I do everything in that. So. Yeah. So, all right. I'm going to mute, girls. You're doing a great yeah. job. Well, thank you. Haley has her hand raised. Yay, Haley. Okay. <clears throat> so you know how some people think that Lady A is always listening to every conversation in the house? I mm -hmm. think you've been listening to every conversation in my house. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's kind of scary, Haley. Because... Um, well, my mom makes these egg bites and they're delicious. So it's, it's on my list of things to make. I just need to order the mold. And um, you asked about what, if there's any YouTubes that we've been watching. So I've been watching the um, Six Sisters because you recommended that. Uh -huh. And also um, Debbie and Jason, who I know, you know, have the Instant Pots. They recommended Pressure Luck. Yeah, Pressure Luck Cooking. Yeah, Jeffrey so that's Eisner, the tomato soup wonderful. I'll make tonight is his. So those are the two that I've been using so far. Okay. And do, do you have Bookshare, Haley? I don't. Okay. For those who have Bookshare, Jeffrey Eisner is great. Not only is he very knowledgeable, but I think, and I think Haley will agree, that he's very entertaining. He is. <laughs> so Yeah, he's funny. Yeah. So if you want somebody like who's knowledgeable and entertaining, go to Pressure Luck Cooking. And he has lots of things up there. But if you have Bookshare, he has, uh, or even if you just want to get a book in print, if you have some way to read it or have someone to help you, he has written a book called The Step-by-Step -Step Instant Pot Cookbook. And his name is hmm. Jeffrey Eisner, E-I-S-N-E-R. Okay. So, anyway, that's, that's something else you can add to your list. And... It may be available if you use Kindle or Linea. It may be available either through Kindle or Audible, but I'm not sure. Yeah, I use Kindle and Audible, so I'll look and see. Okay, and if you have Lady A, um, you know she'll read your Kindle book to you. Or your yeah. Book. Yeah. Okay. okay. Cool. All right. What else, girls and boys? Right now, there are no other hands. Huh? No other hands. Okay. Can I ask um, a couple questions? Yes. I am curious. If I were to, let's say, push the pressure cook button and mm -hmm. hit that minus button and just held it down, would it eventually get back to zero and beep at me? Well, somebody told me that's what it would do. Now, um, which model do you have, Linda? I have the Duo Nova, the six quart. Okay. Well, I have the Duo seven plus or nine plus and somebody on one of our earlier sessions said that if you pushed and held the minus button that it would beep when it got to zero well remember me saying different models do different things right on mine if i push and hold minus indefinitely 
it turns off the sounds. And when I realized my sounds were off, I'm like, oh, no. So fortunately, I did push plus and held it down for a little bit and the sounds came back on. So, you know, check your book for sure if if you can find the manual and, and read a PDF of it. And somewhere in there, it should tell you some of the things that you can do. But so I don't know. I don't have the Nova. That would be handy. <laughs> it would be handy, yeah. All right. Any other questions? Well, since some of you have some new instant pots, I'm going to give you a few little what I think are helpful hints and, and things that will help you know what to do. One thing is I think all the instant pots come with a rubber ring or rubber gasket. And that's all well and good, but you want to get an extra one. And let me tell you why. Now, if you're always just going to make soups and chilies and spaghetti and all that, you're good with what you have. But if you want to make cheesecake or some other kind of dessert or maybe some strawberry jelly or yogurt, then you want to use a different ring because the ring that's in there now when you make savory foods, it tends to hold the smell of those foods and that can be transferred, you know, and if you're making other savory foods, it's not a big deal. I've never had anything turn out badly because my ring smelled like yesterday's tomato soup, Haley. Um, but um, if I were to make a cheesecake after I made that tomato soup or whatever, then the cheesecake might have an off taste because of using that ring so if you're making something that's sweet rather than savory you want to have another ring that you can change it to you always need to make sure that your base is in the liner before you add anything to it and y'all are probably doing just like i did and going well, what do you mean of course i'd have the liner in the base before i add anything to it and that's what i used to think until one day I forgot that my liner was still in the dishwasher and I hit saute so it was heating up and then I dumped in some oil and I heard this big pop and I thought oh no what happened and then lo and behold I reached up there and I didn't have my base in my liner because I had forgotten that it was still in the dishwasher I hadn't taken it out yet and put it in the liner so you also don't want to set your instant pot on the stove. I have read horror stories about people who forgot their instant pot was on the stove and somebody turned on the burner that happened to be under where the instant pot was. And if you have an instant pot, you'll notice that the bottom outside is plastic. And so, of course, then it melts all over your stove. So, and you've got, a, again, a... Uh, uh, an instant pot that is no longer functional. Um, when you clean your instant pot, there are actually videos on how to do this. The liner is dishwasher safe. Some things say the lid is, some things say it isn't. I'd say consult your manual to see what it says. For my duos, it says that the um, lid is dishwasher safe. It does have little parts. It has the little knob that that little knob that goes from sealing to venting 
can actually totally come off. Um, it also has a thing on the inside. It's a little round thing. Um, oh gosh, I can't even think of what they call it now. But anyway, it helps to keep things from getting blocked. And it's a little round metal thing. And every now and again, it should be clean. But it has little holes in it. So if you leave it on when you put it in the dishwasher, it's going to get clean. Um, so, you know, you can decide for yourself if you want to put the lid in the dishwasher or not. Uh, a lot of times it's just easier for me to run it under hot water and wipe it off. And, and then you want to be sure that the top of your base is clean before you you know, make something else and put your lid on. Because let's say you didn't realize that a little rice dropped on that base part and the next time you're trying to cook something and it's not sealing and you can't figure out why, well, if there's debris there, that may keep it from sealing. So you want to be sure around the top of your base that it's really clean. And usually I'll wet and roll up a paper towel and just run it all the way around. And generally, if I don't have the base in, I mean, if I don't have a liner in there, um, I'll put a dry paper towel over the bottom so I won't accidentally drip any water into the electronics. But then remember to take that paper towel out because one time I forgot to do that. <laughs> and if you have something oh. in there other than the pot, it will let you know. So I've, I've, Peggy has her hand up. Okay. Who's, who is it? Peggy Carpenter. Oh, hey, Peggy. Hi. Um, well, I was just going to let you know, I did uh, get a new uh, small kitchen electric for Christmas. I got the uh, Hamilton Beach breakfast sandwich maker, which I was kind of hoping I would get. Um, yeah. <laughs> since I've heard so many people talk about it, and um, I I'm really enjoying it. I mean, uh, we've only used it, I think, twice, but... It's very fun. Um, you know, I got the single one just because I didn't want to use too much cupboard space and everything else. Um, and it's fine. It takes like four and a half minutes. So, you know, I always tell my husband, well, you know, one of us can wait four and a half minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, but I like it. It's, it's very interesting. It's, um, you know, like a small George Foreman kind of thing or whatever. You know, very small, but then it has this middle part um, that comes out uh, and then, you know, slides back in, but uh, that has like a ring on the top and a ring on the bottom and then a flat plate in the middle. And they all kind of slide apart and, you know, are easy to wash and everything. But uh, so you put the English muffin and like a, a, a meat or something um, and cheese on the bottom part and then you slide the little plate over and then you crack an egg into that and break the egg. And then you um, put the other part of the English muffin or whatever on top and you close the top and cook it for four and a half minutes. So it's, it's, wow. It's pretty easy. Yeah. So it's fun. Sounds like fun. Cool. I'm glad you got that. Yeah. There was one night, I think we had two or three or four people that had. Yeah. The they had a, yeah Lucy, I know. I know. Yeah. Some yeah. of them had the single, some of them had. Yeah. Yeah. The double. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Awesome. Greg. Greg. Hello, this is Greg. Um, Greg. I, I can't help but say that I did get the Hamilton Beach breakfast sandwich maker for Christmas. And oh, I love cool. it. 
But I got to say, the only thing I, I don't like too much about it is I like the English muffins that are plain. I got some that had raisins in it, and I don't like the taste. It, you know, I don't want, it, it makes the sandwich too sweet. Uh-huh. But uh, otherwise, uh, like five minutes, five minutes, five minutes and 15 seconds is like perfect for the, uh, you know, the egg to stay kind of kind of dippy, but maybe not. Yeah. And, and uh, it's delicious. <laughs> Did you also get the single model like Peggy or do you? Have yes, the- I, I have a single model. Okay, cool. I might have yeah, to. And they say you can use a lot of like they say to get the small like like lenders bagels. I think they say will fit. Um, mm. Or at least I read that somewhere online. And like they say, you can use like mini croissants. And uh, I haven't tried anything else. I've just really tried the English muffins. But yeah, I agree. Plain is best. <laughs> what, what, one thing that I I do like about the machine is. Um, like the lady before me was saying that you know, there's two rings with a, a sliding panel that goes in between, and when you when you heat the when you heat the uh, machine up and you open the you know the uh, the top, I can actually with olive oil I can actually stick my finger down and oil the um, the plate that you put the egg on after it's gotten hot. It's not hot enough to really burn you, uh. but then when you know so you you can feel that. Because it says that you should, you know, oil that 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 little plate in there. But even after it's hot, I can stick my finger and touch it. It doesn't it isn't doesn't burn you. But then when you put the egg and everything together and close it, it's like magic. Wow. Okay. Cool. Yeah, I might have to invest in one of those. It sounds like fun. Harry code four two three. I'm gonna guess that might be Joan. If it is, whoever you are with area code four two three. Uh huh. Go ahead, Joan. Uh, I'd like to know something. Can you still, you know, one time they had the Hamilton Beach microwave ovens. They were selling them like crazy at Walmart for $79. Do they still have those around somewhere? Oh, the one that talks? Yeah. I don't think they do anymore. Does anyone else know if they do? Sadly, I think somebody a few years ago bought all of them out and then sold them for higher for a higher price. And and then I think maybe Hamilton Beach quit making them, but I'm not totally sure. So is there any other company that make a talking microwave? It doesn't talk, Joan, but you can buy a small one that do you have Lady A at your house? Uh-huh. Lady okay. A. Yeah, you can buy a small one that you can um, pair up with Lady A and use that and it you can also get a braille overlay for it we have one okay okay that, that that's that's, so that's it's, it's by there. amazon okay it's, it's, okay and it's just a little one but it's big enough for a dinner plate you know like if you want to warm up a plate of food or a bowl of soup it's not big enough for um a, an eight by 12 baking dish or something like that but it is big enough for a dinner plate okay okay I, All right. I have had such good luck with having people put sticky dots on my microwaves to help me with the essential buttons. And so I need the bigger microwave because I do use mine quite a lot. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. And I just, I make my yeah. with Dymo tape and just have somebody help me stick them on there. Okay. Do we have any more questions or comments? Okay. A couple more things then that I want to tell you about the Instant Pot for those of you who have one. And you may already know this, but on the inside of your liner, you're going to feel two 
raised lines. Okay. Have you felt those, Miss Haley, if you're still with us? I'll bet Linda has. Yep, I did. Okay. So the line that's at the top, that's you can fill it up to that point if you have things that aren't going to expand. Okay. Okay. The one that's closer to the bottom, the one that's down a little lower, that's the line that you can fill to if you're putting something in that will expand like pasta or mm, good to know. Or dry beans. And oh, and that's the other wonderful thing, guys. I want to learn how to make beans in my instant pot. That's my you don't have to soak them. Okay. okay. So you just put all the liquid and the, the seasonings that you want and whatever meat you're going to use and your beans that, you know, you do want to rinse them and, and you know, right. get through them because you don't want somebody to eat a rock. And you can put them in there dry. Now, most recipes that you see are going to say to cook them under high pressure for about 45 minutes. If you don't like your beans to be very soft, that will work for you. But I like my beans to be nice and tender. I don't want them to be so mushy that I can't tell they're beans, but I want them to be tender. So depending on how big they are, I cook mine for one hour to one hour and 15 minutes and then do a natural release and they're wonderful. Okay. And I haven't tried, um, my mom bought me a rice cooker a couple of months ago and and I love my rice cooker, Uh but now I'm feeling like, wow, she bought me this rice cooker and I can do, you know, probably the same thing in the, in the instant pot. Um, but I want to cook quinoa. Does quinoa do good in the instant pot? Um, if someone else has done that, they'll have to answer that question only because I have eaten quinoa maybe once or twice in my life. I have never cooked it. Okay. Because so, I don't eat a ton of meat. I do a lot of beans and rice. And gotcha. I mean, my fa- my family eats meat. So, I mean, we definitely cook meat, but um, yeah, and, I'd be interested in like other grains, how I can do other grains in there. And do you... Um, if you know how to go to YouTube things, maybe just put instant pot quinoa. Yeah. Hopefully there's so much I want to do. It's like, ah. and you know, with not being able to get to the store as easy, I'm kind of like working with what I have in my house right now. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. Beth has her hand up again. Okay. Beth. Um, Yes. I was going to ask you about those, um, those fryer ovens that you were talking about. Uh Uh-huh. Some of us have one. It's called the Cuisinart Air Fryer Convection Toaster Oven. And oh, okay. Because I used to have a little convection oven. Uh huh. Well, this and they're they're very nice. They're yeah, very this good. This one is convection, but it also has the air fryer function. And a lot of oh, us, cool. a lot of us have the model number is T is in Tom O A. 60 toa 60 it has knobs the first knob is i have to think about it i'm not in there with it i think the first knob is to set the time and you know you just turn it to what you want and if you want to put uh tactile dots you can or else you can just learn like 
on mine, the way it's set up, if I turn it so that it's at about two on the clock, that's about 10 minutes, just like if your big hand is on two, that's 10 minutes. Um, mm -hmm. Or if I turn it so it's straight from left to right, and you know, then that would be 15 minutes. But anyway, and the second knob is, I think that temperature. Is, okay, is the temperature knob. <laughs> See, I'm getting all mixed up. But anyway, one knob is the temperature knob. And on my particular one, if it's straight up and down, that's about 375 degrees. And I know to go back a little if I want it lower. And I usually don't go much higher than 375. Then one knob, it clicks for each function. And you have warm and broil and convection broil and bake convection bake and air fry and it, it clicks as you go through each of those and then the very last knob on the right is for toast and it sets the time for toasting and um so it 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 does real well but it's it's a lot of fun and we make lots of good stuff in it i that's what i use for my steaks now i used to broil them in my big oven but now i air fry my steaks and my husband and i both love them so there you go but so if you're wanting a toaster oven and an air fryer you can get that and have the best of both worlds william goodman has his hand raised all right go ahead hi i don't know why it <clears throat> says william um this is actually lillian goodman um oh, it's probably my fault <laughs> no that's okay i don't think it says william but I've had a, you know, on another call happened too. So oh, I, I'll have to go and check that. Um, I was going to answer about the, you know, making quinoa in the instant pot. Okay. And I did not have good luck with it. Um, I don't know if there's, you know, techniques I'm not using. Um, so I actually bought a rice cooker um, to cook my quinoa um, in, and I have better results. So... Okay. Yeah, um, I don't know. So, you, Haley, may can you tell me how you do it in the rice cooker? Because I haven't done it even in the rice cooker yet. I usually do it oh. on the stove. <clears throat> so um, what I do is I just, you know, put in, um, you know, one cup of quinoa and then two cups of water um, and then, you know, salt to taste. Um, mm -hmm. I don't really measure the salt. And then, um, you know, I just, you know, push down the little lever thing and let it do its thing. And, you know, when okay. it pops up, I love my rice cooker. I didn't, I mean, you know, I've been cooking 30 years on my stove for rice, but it's so nice to just do it and walk away. And I made a mm -hmm. lemon herbed basmati rice the other day. And when all four people in my house say cha-ching, you know that it's a good day. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> Right. I have two teenagers. So when all four people say, mom, that was delicious. When are you going to make it again? That's the winning recipe. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and okay. And, I'll try the quinoa this week and yeah. see how and it even goes. Even though the instant pot does all this stuff and does most of it well, remember I said it doesn't slow cook well. Um, you don't necessarily want to throw away all those other appliances. I, I have two instant pots, but I also have two slow cookers because I don't slow cook in my instant pot and everything I've read and heard says you get better results from a slow cooker. Now I am happy with the rice in my instant pot, but 
I've never had a rice cooker, so who knows? I might <laughs> like it better. So you should add it to your collection. I should. Right. There you go. Right. Yeah. <laughs> What's a couple more appliances? A rice cooker and a sandwich maker. I was telling someone the other day, like if ever a restaurant runs out of supplies, they can always come to my house. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Okay. Anyone else have anything? And how are we doing on time, Linda? It is 19 past the hour. Oh, okay. So we have about 10 more minutes. Um, so if, if you have any burning questions, let me know. Um, some recipes in the Instant Pot, you will saute your meat or your vegetables first and then add all your most of your other ingredients except for the dairy and <clears throat> then cook under pressure and then add your dairy at the end as i mentioned earlier uh, you can also and I, I get the idea that maybe a lot of people on here don't use convenience foods um, but you can use convenience foods again if you use something like Zatarans or rice or something like that. Remember to measure out your rice so you know about how much it is. Because if, if you put as much liquid in there as the box says for the rice remember it doesn't use as much liquid in the Instant Pot as it does on the stove. And the wonderful thing is you don't have to keep going and stirring it and all that good stuff. You just leave it alone and let it cook, and at the end, voila, you have wonderful whatever it is. And if anyone is a Kraft macaroni and cheese fan, uh, I haven't done it, but I've been told that Kraft macaroni and cheese turns out really well in the Instant Pot. So there you go. But again, you don't use as much water as you would um, for the um, stovetop, and you don't add your cheese packet until the end, you know, your cheese packet after your pasta has cooked. So, but you can do um, convenience foods in the Instant Pot. And in the air fryer, since we were talking about that earlier, one of my favorite things in the air fryer is hot dogs or sausages. Just punch a few holes in them or, you know, and then cook them on there. And, and you can cook them so that the outside gets kind of crisp around the edges and yet the inside is still juicy. And to me, it's about as good as if you cook them outside on the grill. I, I love my air fryer for sausages and hot dogs. Yum. So. I have a question, Janie. Uh-huh. Um, so... My husband has a spaghetti sauce recipe that he thinks is the greatest. And basically all it is, is a jar of ragu Italian garden, garden combo, uh -huh. some tom diced tomatoes and some mushrooms. Now, can I do that in the pressure cooker with some Italian sausage or is that going to be too thick? Nope. What are you going to do? is you're going to brown your Italian sausage. See, I love Italian sausage too, Linda. Mm -mm -mm. And then... My favorite person, if, if you go to YouTube, if you do YouTubes, I think the person whose spaghetti I, I like the best is Sandy Clifton. Um, and what she says is to preheat your, um, I, I got the preheating thing from her, preheat your Instant Pot, add a little olive oil, and when that's hot, add your onion and brown that for about a minute, and then add your sausage and brown that. 
and then you put your spaghetti in and you're going to break it into thirds and ooh, except guys the other day i bought spaghetti and it was already pre-broken which was really mm-hmm. weird to me but anyway so you put your spaghetti in and if you've broken it into thirds you kind of put it crisscross kind of like a bird nest you want to try to get it all laying down flat but you want to crisscross it and then it's less likely to stick together um and then you pour on a can of tomatoes and your mushrooms and i i sometimes add some olives because i like those and then you're going to put your ragu although i like prego but anyway uh i won't i won't be a spaghetti sauce snob though i promise um you pour your spaghetti sauce on top and then because you need liquid to cook your noodles you're going to like if you use eight ounces of spaghetti you're going to put about two cups of liquid in that jar. If you're using 12 ounces of spaghetti, you're going to fill the jar up almost to the top because it's a 24-ounce jar probably. And shake it around a little bit with the top on to loosen whatever sauce might be on the edges. And you're going to dump it in, but you're going to pour it kind of around the edges of the inside, you know, around the perimeter. And that way it's going to seep down and be on the bottom and then you don't have to worry about getting the burn signal because your thinnest liquid will still be on the bottom but and i've done it that way several times and it's worked every time that's how she says to do it but it's sandy clifton and her website is simply happy foodie and i think she calls it one pot spaghetti so if you don't remember what i said and you need a refresher on that just go to her but yes you can absolutely do that and then stick your garlic bread in the air fryer and you're all set. So you have about five minutes. Okay. Does anyone have anything else? I'm so glad people got appliances for Christmas. I did not get a new appliance for Christmas. <laughs> anyway, but that doesn't mean I can't get one later because I'm one of those people, if I want it, I just get it then fortunately i'm able to do that and like i say i may have to get one of those sandwich makers um don't know haven't decided for sure um for anyone who may not be a member of my facebook group if you want to join it's called all a-l-l text t-e-x-t small kitchen electrics all text small kitchen electrics so if you're not a member you're welcome to join that ask your questions post your recipes share your resources whatever you want to do there Um, for those of you who have bookshare they have several uh, instant pot books on bookshare i don't know if bard has any or not if they do it's only like one or two maybe one or two general pressure cooker cookbooks but not near as many as bookshare and then of course some of my favorite youtube people are as we've already discussed six sisters stuff simply happy foodie pressure luck cooking another one i like her name is indigo like i guess like the color nilly indigo nilly And if you have to spell it, if you're not dictating and you have to spell it, it's N-I-L-I. 
Lemonade Mom and 365 Days of Instant Pot. And the lady that does that, her name is Karen Peterson. She also has 365 Days of, I forget whether it's Slow Cooker or Crock Pot, but um, she does both. And then there's a lady named Stephanie O'Day, and I think it's capital O, apostrophe, capital D-E-A, if I remember correctly. It may, it may be D-A-E, but um, she has written some books. Again, they're on. she has some of them on Bookshare, including one that's 365 Days of Slow Cooking, and she tried all kinds of things in her slow cooker over that one year period but uh, so she's another good resource if if you're trying to get recipes and that kind of thing so is there anything else we're still not out of time we have a little greg, more time greg had his hand up and then he lowered it greg did you want to share yes um on board there is okay does every when i talk about making a um an aluminum foil sling for using a pan inside your instant pot does that make sense do you know what i'm talking about or do you want me to explain that um i don't want to interrupt greg was talking okay um do you want me to continue or go ahead okay um on bard there is one book that i've been going to for my instant pot a lot it 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 seems like it it goes more towards the stovetop type pressure cooker uh-huh. But um, it's called Pressure Perfect. Okay. And, and I've, I've gone to that. And the, um, the recipes are such that if you just need some ideas on what you're doing, you can just about go to any type of recipe in there and get an idea. And it comes out pretty much, you know, right on the button every time. Oh, good. Okay. I'll have to check that one out. Pressure Perfect. Um, also, one thing I need to tell you, sometimes people may want to um, – increase a smaller recipe like maybe double it like if if it's a recipe that was written for the three quart you can double it for the six quart or let's say you get a three quart beth and you find a recipe written for the six quart Mm -hmm. but you want to cut it in half because you don't think it'll fit in your three quart you can do that but do not change the time if it says to cook for 10 minutes whether you're having the recipe doubling the recipe or using the regular recipe cook under pressure for 10 minutes you don't change the time even though you change the amount of ingredients in the recipe which is good to know right <laughs> so okay how we doing? are we out of time you're all right we're out of time Woohoo! okay well good job everyone happy cooking and come back in two weeks and we'll do this all over again bring your questions and all that good stuff thank you for coming and thank you linda for hosting and thank you to who is it that did the radio thing daryl daryl okay thank you daryl my pleasure i appreciate it thank you all